Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Alan Fagot. Uh, Alan, uh, he's the head of sales and business development at RBC in Florida, right? Florida? Yeah, actually for the U.S. Uh, for the U.S.? Yeah, so, okay. Yep. All right. So, um, Alan, give us uh, a little bit of an intro uh, to yourself, who you are, what you do, how you got there, if you, whatever you want to go into, and then we'll go into the big, the big questions because everyone, the hot topic is uh, investing in the U.S. and the financing is always one of the top three questions every time. How am I going to finance these things? And we'll get into what you guys can do for us. Sure. Good day, uh, everyone. And thank you, uh, Glenn, again for the opportunity. So just to talk briefly about me first, I mean, been with RBC for over now 43 years uh, on both sides of the border. So I've been based now in Florida since uh, 21 years and uh, been working on different roles with RBC north and south of the border. And um, over about uh, six, 16, 17 years ago, I was asked to develop a cross-border strategy to help Canadians with the cross-border banking needs as well as U.S. financing needs. And that's where we started our cross-border um, initiative uh, in 2000, at the end of 2004, to help Canadians, to be resourceful for them and to provide not just the solutions they were they're expecting, but also the right advice about their cross-border lifestyle. That's great. Um, so one of the things I hear um, is that, you know, can, does it count your Canadian properties in the U.S.? Because there's a certain number you're allowed to have, right? Is, am I right there? Yes, that's correct. And then just to uh, maybe just to position again, RBC Bank. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're a subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada, obviously. We're a, the same big brand family. Um, however, we are a U.S. bank and we are a direct or virtual bank. So everything we work uh, from a banking standpoint and even for the mortgage applications and all that is done remotely. If you are in Vancouver, Toronto or Halifax, uh, you can work with RBC from anywhere. And, and it's good for the full US because our solution on the banking are digital and direct. So it works everywhere from Canada, everywhere in the US. And of course we are a national residential lender just for Canadians. So basically the RBC bank purpose is to help Canadians to find their dream home in the US and uh, get of course uh, financing uh, help and as well as cross-border banking uh, solutions. So to answer the question again on that is uh, we do have some ground rules which are kind of similar to the one that you may of course you, you may experience in Canada with the rule of four, uh, the uh, number of properties, mortgaged properties, is usually four. However, um, it's important to understand that it's also all, all properties, both sides in the US and Canada. And it all also depends of a couple of factors such as uh, your debt to income ratio, for example, or um, you may own multiple properties, but they are all not mortgaged. And then, um, you know, again, your credit score and few other factors. So this is why usually the rule of thumb is, yes, it's for including the property that the Canadian investor is looking to purchase. Okay. And so that's in both countries, four in total. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you mentioned uh, credit score and some of those other things. So I'm guessing 
because you're Royal Bank, <laughs> you can qualify on the uh, social insurance number rather than the American uh, Social Security FICO, right? That's correct, uh, because we're only here in the U.S. to help Canadians to get U.S. financing. So we are uh, we qualify Canadians from their Canadian credit history score, yep. income, assets, debt. So we technically um, qualify all the way. Uh, they don't need to have uh, you know uh, an existing address or social security number in the U.S. and all that because we understand most of the Canadians buying are you are Canadian residents or Canadian citizens and they don't have any true connection with the U.S. So that's part of our BC. And, and the thing is, for us, is we only work in with Canadians. So we are used to uh, explain to Canadians the differences between getting a mortgage in the U.S. compared with Canada and things like that. So it's not just to provide a mortgage, but it's also the relevant advice that they need to have. Okay. I worked with some American banks, and I noticed one of the big differences is that they actually charge the fees, like you actually get the, the origination fees and the points on the mortgage, whereas in Canada, it's usually covered by RBC paying the broker some other way. Um, is that the same? How does it go? Because you're kind of in the middle. <laughs> that's, that's right. And this is the thing, again, to reinforce as more, our cross-border mortgage professionals, since they only work with Canadians, and uh, they always compare with what the Canadian investor or borrower is, is used to. So like the basis Canada. Yeah. So just a, as, a, as an example on that is in the U.S., in, it's a state by state regulation and we're a national lender. So if you want to borrow to buy a property in California, Hawaii, Arizona or Florida, uh, it, it's for us, we can do it. However, uh, some of those closing uh, costs that you're referring are uh, related with the state. I'll give you a quick example. In, in uh, For example, in Florida, where most of the Canadians are yep. buying um, second home or investment properties, uh, usually we say that it's about two and a half to three percent of the amount of the loan in terms of closing costs. However, okay. those closing costs uh, then are not just lender costs, but mainly they are third-party fees, okay. taxes, such as State of Florida will charge a stamp tax or like similar to your, uh, you know, in Ontario, the land tax or things like that. Yep. So in the U.S., as you know, we tend to put all those costs, third parties, lender and all that together. Yep. And we uh, they all pay that at the closing, at the, the, the final step of, of the process. And, and they usually uh, include, obviously, title insurance, also appraisal and things like that. From the lender cost uh, per se on the fees like that, you know, some of the lenders in the U.S. will charge origination fee uh, or uh, what we call a foreign national fee because the American lenders and banks, they usually don't work with Canadians or if one of them is uh, say that they can work with Canadians, they're going to charge what we call a foreign national fee, which yeah. could be one to one and a half percent more than the rate for the domestic market. Yes. While at RBC Bank, we don't charge those uh, a premium of, uh, you know, like origination fee. We don't charge that upfront, like the 1%. Of course, there will be appraisal. There will be some, you know, underwriting fee and all that. And actually, we do have a special offer until the end of August. Somebody who's doing a full application will save on 
$825 US of what we call underwriting fee, which is actually WAVE. However, you will have to pay the other uh, fees related with like appraisal and taxes uh, from the state or the county. So this is important. Like just as an example, Arizona will be more on the two-ish, two-percent-ish, and California, which is higher, and state uh, in terms of fees will probably be around 4%. Okay. So all of those fees are packaged at the closing table, including the title company or the escrow who yep. will do the closing at the end of the day for including their fees as well. So all of that is itemized through uh, you know, the process that the borrower knows exactly those fees are itemized to explain where they go, what they are for. And, and that's really kind of the ground rules. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool. Um, I know a lot of these Canadians, there's a couple, some people are going down there to buy rental properties and some people are going down there to buy vacation homes. Is the program different? Uh, what are, is the lending, what you're gonna, the criteria different and is the rates and leverage different? Sure, and that's an excellent point uh, to cover. Actually, Glenn, um, the year before the pandemic, Canadians purchased 9.5 billion of U.S. real estate, residential real estate. Half of that, 4.75, was purchased actually in Florida. And from that, I mean, this is all residential. Uh, so you may have like uh, rental investment property, vacation home, uh, second home slash rental property. Here's, here's the ground rule as far as RBC Bank is concerned. When we say vacation home, uh, Glenn, here for us, it could be that you are, as a owner, um, uh, the owner of the property, using the property a part of the year when the border is open, when it's normal, obviously normal time, yeah. and then you enjoy the property for a couple of weeks, once in a while, go back and forth, and then at some point in the winter, you need a break of a couple of weeks. If you adding that time to six to eight weeks throughout the, the, the year. However, when you're not there, if you want to rent your property, for us, that's what we consider as a second home. So you can get 20, uh, you can get 80% loan to value or 20% down. So that property will be considered for us as a second home when the owner is using the property for him and his direct family yep. for at least six to eight weeks throughout the year, can rent the rest. Then the other uh, program we have is for pure rental investment rental purposes of the property, which means you buy, you're in Toronto or anywhere in Canada and you buy and you don't have time to come down or you just want to rent all year long, that's the pure investment uh, property, then it will require 25% down. Okay. So the, the rest of the, of course, the loan in the US with RBC Bank is US dollar. So yep. that will, uh, the only difference also between the two programs is the fact that the second one, the investment property, will have uh, about 1% premium on the rate, 1% uh, in increase of, of the rate because it's a for investment pur purposes. While the second home, a lot of Canadians, what they do is they're not necessarily retired. They just want to diversify their portfolio of real estate. They buy a second home, they come back and forth. And, and then, you know, they say, oh, when we're not there, if they we're allowed with the HOA to rent, we'll rent the property for, you know, a month or two or three during the peak season. And usually, as you know, they can almost up uh, in, in the Sunbelt states in the hot season, in the, the I mean, the peak oh, yeah. season, they can cover mostly all their costs if they rent for a few months, you know, for the year. Yeah, 
No, it's great. And then, so say you bought these places like a few years ago and it's appreciated a lot. Like Florida is very hot right now. Um, what does it look like to do a refinance or a cash out refinance? Yes. And actually, Len, that's something we've seen a lot uh, last year yeah. during the pandemic, because let's go back 14, 15 months ago uh, when the pandemic started, uh, uncertainty shut down the border. Canadians uh, were all back in Canada or there and say, oh, my God, my property is there. But suddenly the Canadian dollar dropped down to 68, 70 cents. A lot of Canadians last year during the pandemic use what we call the opportunity to leverage and, and take some U.S. home equity uh, out and uh, benefit from U.S. dollar to yeah. Canadian dollar, very weak Canadian dollar with like 40, 42 percent exchange. And, and or use the part of that money just to keep in U.S. dollar for future days back in the U.S. However, what we have seen in the last uh, four months uh, with, you know, the vaccination and the hope of the reopening of the border soon is we've seen now Canadians coming back to more like the buying market, getting pre-approved and all that, getting ready to flock the market and buy U.S. properties. But back to the U.S. equity, you can do it two ways with us, Glenn. First is with the traditional mortgage cash out. Yep. By which, if it's a second home, you can get up to 80%. So still 80 on the refi. That's great. Still 80 on the refi, exactly. And or for an investment property by way of mortgage cash out, it will be up to 70, 75%, depending on the, the, the numbers. And then you bring that as a cash out take the equity out and use that money to reinvest, bring back to Canada, whichever you want. And then the other option is with a you know, traditional home equity line of credit by which we can set also up to 80% for, uh, for a second home, vacation home. And then you have this line of credit that is available. And then you use like in Canada, a home line, like up yep. and down, fluctuate the, the line of credit as you wish. And then you only have to pay interest monthly for 10 years on the balance that you use for that home equity line of credit. So for 10 years, you only pay monthly the interest. You fluctuate up and down, use what you want, what you need. If the Canadian dollar goes back, you want to repay it, you do. So you can keep that. And right now we do have actually a very good uh, offer on the home equity line. Home equity lines of credit basically in the U.S. then are the same similar than uh, you know the mortgage it is subject to a two to three percent closing cost and closing yeah. cost again including the state tax of the state or or the title uh, insurance and all that so for us right now rbc bank will cover all the fees uh, up uh, except exception for like florida with the state tax fee which are seven dollar per uh, 0.7% of, of the, um, for the taxes. So for $100,000 will be $700. RBC Bank will not cover those external tax uh, or state uh, yeah. fees and tax, but will cover the appraisal, uh, underwriting fee, everything title, everything will be a package. And then, um, you know, this is a good opportunity because some of those states like in Arizona, they don't have like the state stamp tax like Florida. So it will be basically free to set up a home equity line. And we always recommend to Canadians to have the availability of US dollar yeah. because you never know if the Canadian dollar goes back down to 70, 72 cents, at least they, they have access to their US home equity 
that they can use inst instead of exchanging all the time Canadian dollar to US and be subject to those fluctuations over time. Cool. So for these home equity line of credits, is it still at 80% loan to value or what's the leverage rate on those? Yes, actually, yes, it, it is uh, for a second home. Okay. Uh, vacation home, second home. Yep. It will be up to up to 80% if they want just maybe if there is no debt or they own it upright. Yep. Um, you know, they can set up at 50, 60%, whichever, uh, you know, they, but it can go up to 80% of the value, uh, appraised value of the home. Interesting. When I'm, what's running through my head is I'm like, it might make, unless there's a difference in rates or something else, it might make more sense to almost just do a home equity line of credit. Cause like I, for my business, I have money come in, money come out and I could just pay off a ton and not pay interest, pay, take it back out, put it to something else, pay it back. And it, it could be a way to have some flexibility. Exactly. It's, it's the flexibility is the key thing. And right now, um, and we, I mean, our rates in the U.S. are slightly higher than they are in Canada because the prime rate currently is three and a quarter percent. Yeah. Uh, so our, our mortgage, uh, I mean, our HELOC, sorry, home equity line of credit, uh, price had, you know, around uh, actually the uh, the amount of uh, the the rate, sorry, of the of the short term, the prime rate. So it is a good rate at three and a quarter. Well, it can be actually a little bit lower depending on the credit score and a few other factors. But like you said, you have availability and you can also put a home equity line of credit on the new home that you're buying. Yep. And if you use the money to buy, but then after that, like you said, you receive money from another source, you reduce, you fluctuate. So that's another point of, uh, you know, um, to, to have access to U.S. financing, which is very flexible. Well, cool. does the home equity line of credit count towards the four properties? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe we've got a workaround. Yeah, that's that's a good point. But it is, yes. <laughs> okay, that's great. And then, um, how, for to put one of these on, what are the what's the timeline to put a, a loan on a property if you're going to purchase it? Like, if I was going to put something under contract, what how much timeline should I, I give RBC to put this loan on? or to yes, do a e-locker, yeah. Yeah, that's a good uh, point, Glenn, because in the U.S., it's a little different, as you know, the process and the timeline. What is usually done in Canada within seven days, 10 days max, it's about 30 to 45 days in the U.S. And here's, here's the ground, the 101 ground rules for uh, our listeners. Um, for a, a mortgage application, you can do a mortgage application only when you have an approved purchase contract. What you can do prior, and we'll talk about in a moment, is a pre-approval. Okay, you you are looking to buy a property in the U.S. Uh, you know, in the next few months, as soon as the border reopen, you're gonna come down here and you want to buy. So you want to be ready to kind of um, be also competitive in this market right now, because like you in Canada, the U.S. real estate market, especially in some Bell states is a very competitive market with multiple offer, low inventory, same, same uh, trends and features that you're experiencing in Canada. Yep. So what we recommend is to get a pre-approval letter, which is good for 120 days, and which also can be done online. Only five, six questions truly with the link I, I can tell you, I can share with you. And then you apply, you get the letter, you set your budget. So you know more or less how much US dollar RBC Bank is looking to finance. Yep. You look at the market, you find something, 
Um, and actually, uh, many clients who were in the market in the last uh, few months uh, have actually attached their pre-approval letter to their offer Thanks, when sir. they were dealing for that because they wanted to be competitive against the other, uh, you know, buyers on that property. So that's really what we've seen. And then this letter is good, like I said, 120 days, and we can update it after that time if the property is not. But as soon as the the buyer uh, finalized the approved contract purchase, then that's when the, the full application process started. And then when it starts like that full application, and of course the documentation supporting that, that's usually that's the, the time up to 30 to 45 days up to the closing. Gotcha. Cool. Um, I think this is my last question, at least the last one I had of my point farm notes. Um, your loans, the term and amortization, how I know it's going to be a lot different than Canada. <laughs> yes, yes and no, actually. Yes and no? Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, let's start with the amortization. In the US, all our loans, we are, RBC Bank, you know, like I said, as a residential uh, national lender just for Canadians, we are portfolio lender. So we, we keep our loans, uh, we approve our loans, and, and we keep them in our portfolio. So uh, amortization is 30 years. Yep. And the term we offer uh, are three, five, seven, and 10 years. Uh, rates currently with uh, the second home, like a vacation slash second home uh, yep. purchase will be currently as an indication right now, um, as of, of course, uh, June 16th, it will be like two and three quarter to three and three quarter, more or less, for like a three year, three, two and three quarter, 10 years will be three and three quarter. Yep. And then the same thing for an investment property, just for rental purposes, will be 1% more. So from three and, a, and three quarter to four and three quarter for 10 year. But the main important thing, Glenn, to remember is the loan in the US, the mortgages are all opened mortgage. Okay. So let's say that uh, for a second home right now, you buy a property uh, and then you get a, let's say a five-year term, um, let's say as an example, three and a quarter, just for the purpose. Let's say in two, three years, Canadian dollar bounce back, uh, hit close to par, you want to repay your mortgage prior to the end of the term, no prepayment penalty at all. So that's, that's another point because you were talking about flexibility uh, earlier in the, in the yep. podcast. And that's important to understand that in the U.S. those loans are open. So if you want to secure yourself peace of mind that those low interest rates will not last forever and you want to go up to, let's say, a 10-year term at three and three quarter, so you know what to expect to repay monthly. Yep. The Canadian dollar will fluctuate during that time. But the worst case, I mean, you will renew at the rate at that time in 10 years without any closing cost for another term at the rate at that time. So technically, but the, the good side of it, if, if during that 10 year term, you decide to, you know, sell a property or, or just to, uh, you know, Canadian dollar goes up uh, in value with the, Canadian, the US, then you want to repay the, the mortgage in full or in, in lump sum you can do it at any time. So that's a, a feature and, and flexibility, uh, which is a very good benefit for US financing. And you talked a bit about renewals there. Um, you're not gonna have to pay those state fees or anything like that. You basically just sign a piece of paper and you just continue for another, say you did a five-year term, another five-year term, or is there, what is, is there more fees and stuff to redo because you're starting another mortgage? 
basically. Okay. Yeah, then, and, and that's actually a good point too, because with RBC Bank, we, a lot of lender in the US will, at the end of the term, will move you to what we call adjustable rate mortgage. At the end of the term, they will fluctuate on the LIBOR, blah, blah. Well, you never know what the rate could be. With RBC Bank, what we do is similar to Canada. At the end of the term, we will renew for whichever term at that time you decide to without any closing costs or third-party fees or, or costs. So it's a very smooth or seamless process to just to renew for uh, another term, term of your choice. And one thing too, uh, and in the US, we don't have what technically you guys call a uh, uh, stress test. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't do that in, in the US. Okay, so now uh, I'm sure you've sold some people. How do they do this? Do they go to rbcbank.com and look for a mortgage broker? How do they find this broker or person, mortgage person to do these loans for them? Okay, uh, we have uh, a dedicated cross-border mortgage advisor team. And as I said, we don't have in the US brick and mortar. So if you are, uh, no, again, in Ontario and BC or in the Atlantic province and you want to apply for a pre-approval or loan, our team is centralized at our home office in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. And, uh, they can apply online or over the phone. We make it very easy, especially Glenn, as you know, with the border still shut down. Um, we also can facilitate not just the intake or the application, but also the closing, because obviously nobody currently wants really to, to travel across the border and be subject to that quarantine. So uh, what we do is, uh, and we do have a lot of agents actually active and buying in the market right now. So we do what we call technically the mail-away closing or the remote closing. So if you are in Calgary, Vancouver, Toronto, you know, Ottawa, yeah. Montreal, we arrange that as long as we have a legal notary, you know, witness to those documents, everything can be arranged remotely. So oh. for the application now, for a mortgage purchase or refinancing, you can visit uh, directly our RBC Bank website, uh, what we call our Mortgage Advice Center, and you can start the process through uh, the online application. The uh, For the pre-approval, same thing too, you're going to see a link, be, uh, get pre-approval letter, which process, like I think I mentioned, takes two to three days. So you just provide some basic information for the pre-approval. One of our mortgage advisor will get back to the, the client within usually a day or two, review the information, pull the credit story, package that, look at it, and confirm with the letter usually three days, two to three days later. So that is a very quick process. So this is for people who are looking to buy, who are not under contract, as I said. But yeah. for a full, a full application, if they have a signed approved contract or a verify, they can also start the full application process online at rbcbank.com backslash US Homes, H-O-N-E-S. Uh, U.S. Homes, and this is our, uh, or the generic website is, is uh, rbcbank.com yep. um, as, as a full cross-board bank and a national lender. But for that specific request, and, and one thing, Glenn, I would like to add is people who are looking to buy or invest in the U.S. real estate market right now, there's a lot of opportunities. I mean, as you know, 
that's the the, the name of, of your show and yeah. and all that Canadian, you know investing in the US and yeah. the USA exactly and and this is why you know we know what's going on in in Canada right now i will say that yes it's similar here uh, because uh, low inventory again and, and a lot of buyers and of course the sellers are on the driver's seat right now however like florida i mean beside the weather beside of course the the lifestyle and everything everything that you know already is a lot of, of opportunities at different price point and rbc bank we can finance for a second home up to two million dollar or even more with an um, exception basis and we we here to help you to make that dream you know come true but it, it is really something that uh, it is i will say that it is affordable our real estate market even if it went up you know like uh, about 16% nationally uh, in year over here as of uh, april um it, it is still affordable because you know of course if you want a condo on the 20th floor right on the beach in miami or fort lauderdale you're going to have to pay the premium and and uh, but inland i mean there's a lot of uh, you know, three, four, five bedroom homes and beautiful communities uh, all over Florida. Um, for example, Orlando market as a short-term rental uh, zoning, a lot of buying opportunities. The, the key major builders like Matami, um, Mento from Canada, and then like Lenar, the biggest builder in the US, they're building like as, as much as they can because the demand is there. The land is cheaper in Orlando too. And there's a lot of Canadians right now looking at that market because a lot of that market is also on a short-term uh, rental zoning. And, and those creates opportunities. But again, uh, can look at the buying properties in Arizona or elsewhere. In the top three states are Florida, Arizona, and Southern California, and California as a whole. Cool. Um, these loans are all in your personal name and you're personally qualifying and personally guaranteeing them. If you were looking for the security of a corporation and you quit claim the, the property afterwards, would that trigger the due on sale clause? Yeah, that's a little fine, <laughs> fine line. Again, you know, you're an expert in the field as well. So those, those are issues that may have to be addressed. Talk um, to your broker, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, and here's the thing. RBC Bank, because we only work with Canadians in the U.S., um, Glenn, we understand that for different families or investors, situations are different. So it might be uh, more specific for a couple uh, buying a second home to make it to buy it under the na their both names and together, of course, at their na personal name. For another family, it might be better because they have multiple kids and all that, and they are elderly and. They want maybe a cross-border uh, cross uh, trust, uh, revocable trust. Um, could be some cases, like you said, holding company or corporations, Canadian corporations. What we don't do at all is an LLC, a U.S. corporation. We unfortunately can I always shy everyone away from that. <laughs> exactly. You, you don't want anybody with double taxations and, and issues like, uh, you know, uh, they don't yep. know or familiar with. But Canadian, we can consider... Uh, uh, other uh, ownership properties, uh, structures, sorry, like old coal or that, as long as they are single purpose of holding that specific US real estate asset, they could be done on an exception basis and they can be looked at. However, Len, you know that because <laughs> you're familiar with investing in the US, 
but I was always say you must seek professional cross-border legal and tax always. advice yeah. from experts because it's a lot of different rules, regs, laws. You don't want to be caught up uh, when you selling and be caught up with like double taxation on your capital gain or your income because you're renting. I will always say from the get-go, get your dot straight on the legal tax estate. Get the, the most uh, tax efficient uh, structure, structure, ownership structure for that asset. And again, your family situation is always different than your neighbor or the other investor. So we, the good thing with RBC Bank, um, Glenn, is we have put together like a one-stop shop of resources. Yeah. For example, over the last few years, we, we have um, developed relationships with a number of cross-border legal and tax experts. And, and they are, uh, their contact information and all that is available in our website. Uh, again, rbcbank.com, we can use that one for backslash. HPA for Home Plus Advantage. And those, those resources, one is in Toronto, one is in Montreal, one is in Vancouver. They are specialized with cross-border legal tax uh, issues for Canadians, wealthy Canadians. And they can provide some guidance and advice from the get-go. And uh, they have been uh, working with us for a long time. They are well-known in the field. And because of RBC relationship with them, Usually they provide the first uh, consultation on a courtesy basis. Another example of resources we have developed two years ago, an e-guide. An e-guide, which is you can find on the website as well, is about 35 pages of what to consider when you purchase in the U.S. Not just from the financing or banking, but of, you know, in currency exchange, but about the legal tax, about if you're renting, what to consider. So it's a very holistic, um, short read about the key issues when Canadians are buying U.S. real estate. Because one thing we find out, you know, because you, you've been an experienced yeah. investor in the U.S., but a lot of Canadians, they, they don't think about those differences and they don't think that U.S. is another country with different laws, rules, regs, and terminology and business practices. So we try to provide this um, relevant advice um, to them from the get-go. So it's make it more educated and they can better understand, you know, all the issues that they have to cope with or deal with. Cool. This might be the same answer as my last question, because just these are things just popping in my head as we go. Um, say, like, um, sometimes, like, for us doing a renovation, I like to uh, put it in a corporation just for personal asset protection. Um, when I was done the renovation, I could then move the property to my personal name, put a mortgage on at RBC. That would work. Would there be a, a second seasoning period? Um, actually, you guys don't have a seasoning period, do you, at RBC? No, no, not really. But but the thing is, uh, exactly. I mean, when it's paid back to your personal name, then, and then you you can start like the refinancing process, and then uh, take back your money, uh, take out your money. I mean, from this uh, investment. And again, if your property is held uh, upright, I mean, with and then you want to do those improvements, you can set as I said, the home equity line of credit on that property if yep. you don't have any mortgage on it. And then you cover your costs through your own line as you go. Um, so those those are exactly, um, I would say, creative way to mm -hmm. avoid to exchange Canadian dollar to US dollar yep. all the time. Right. And, and you know that well. And of course, now we, we are 
having the best exchange rate between Canadian dollar to US with the strength of the Canadian dollar in the last uh, several months, yeah. um, you know, around 82 cents. So 22, 23, 24% exchange is one of the best in the last four years. It's good, but we know one thing, it won't last. And our yeah. economists are actually forecasting that next year it might be go down a little bit more around the 75, 76 cents or the, the 32, 33 uh, percent exchange. So when you have a U.S. home equity or U.S. U.S. asset and you have a U.S. home equity line or a mortgage, at least you kind of balance the mitigate the impact of the vulnerability of the currency exchange in the future because you have access to those U.S. dollars from that, from your equity. And, and then again, over the last few years, and I will say several years, we know last time Canadian dollar went up, up to par with the US like six years ago. A lot of Canadians purchase cash properties in the US. Yep. And you know right now it's about $90 billion of US real estate owned by Canadians upright or debt-free. So it's a lot of US equity sleeping yep. in the US here benefit not benefiting really Canadians because they think oh maybe I cannot get a US home equity line or because I cannot get a US mortgage refinancing mortgage because yeah. I'm Canadian but this is why we here is to make those things happen and that's why I value the opportunity to be with you today because we need to make educate Canadians about those um, resources and solutions that they have in the US especially when they contemplating or they own a US property Yes. And yeah, <laughs> this was great. I think you provided so much information. I think there's a lot of people that are going to go, ah, you know, there's a lot of questions that they had in their head. Even myself, I had a lot of questions. Um, and I've, I've been wanting to start working with the Canadian banks. Uh, so I had, it was great to get a lot of that stuff uh, out of the way because I've been working with the American banks and it's at a higher interest rate, but it's a little Anyway, I've been excited to move into the, the better interest rates of the Canadian banks. Um, so that was great. And I think a lot of people are going to see a lot of value in that. I really appreciate your time, Ellen. Glenn, it was my, my pleasure. I'm glad there was valuable information. And if if someone has a question, uh, whatever, I mean, we have the uh, advice, mortgage advice center that you can speak with one of mortgage professional at 1-866-283-5928. Again, 1-866-283-5928 if they have more specific questions on their situation. And we also do a lot of uh, advice events on a regular basis and things because we, we feel it's important for us to educate the Canadians about the options and opportunities that they have. And, and you understand that, but oh, yeah. not everybody has the opportunity, you know, to be familiar with those issues, but they have the dream. So we're here to make that dream happen. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. My pleasure.